Well, somebody bought Joe Biden a red light package because he got up on the mic with his, I mean, we're not at Halloween yet, Joe. This was creepy. The red. I mean, I don't even know what to say because I don't want to get canceled on social media. But I mean, just take a look at this. What is going on, Joe Biden? And the things you said were so inflammatory. Saying that MAGA republics are a threat to this nation. You have demonized and declared tens of millions of people as treasonous. I've got a friend, Joshua Charles, very smart guy, Catholic. He tweeted this. I retweeted it. He said, I'm a student of American history. I've read every major speech by every president since Washington. That was the single most toxic, inflammatory, and hypocritical speech by American president I am aware of. This bad boy is going viral because Joshua is right. I'm going to show you clips of what Joe Biden said with his blood red background. I mean, first thing when I saw this, I thought it was photoshopped. I saw this first from Joe Rogan. And I thought, well, Joe wouldn't have maybe put up a Photoshop. I started searching. No, it's for real. This looks like he hired Marilyn Manson to create a concert set. And then he put up the presidential podium and got up there and started talking about the danger and the threat of MAGA Republicans. Completely insane. We're going to open up with prayer in just a moment. Welcome to the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast. Please give this video a thumbs up. Share it on Facebook and Twitter. And if you're new, please like and subscribe. Hit that little red bell for notifications. I'm going to lead off. There's this video by this young lady. She's a real whippersnapper. And she kind of goes off. I, I got a kick out of it. I'm going to lead us off with this video. And then um, we'll say our prayer. I'll give some commentary. We'll look at some of the highlights of Joe Biden's speech. Discuss a little bit and maybe do a little Q&A with you, the audience, here on the Dr. Taylor Marshall Podcast. So before we kick things off, I want to move over here to this young lady. Her name is Alexandra Lanes. And she's got something to say. As the young people say, she is straight spitting fire. Here we go. I think we need Jesus up in this building because we've got Satan making speeches on TV. What was that? Hitler come back to life? I'm actually horrified to see the sitting president demonize millions of Americans for not agreeing with him, all while having the situational awareness of a toddler. Labeling people extremists for what? Thinking freely, wanting secure borders, wanting to protect children, protect our constitutional rights, have a strong economy. That was a call to hate and violence more than anything Trump ever said on January 6th, and I can't decide if the decision to have a blood-red background for that speech was a massive screw-up by a tone-deaf White House or a deliberate effort to utilize Nazi imagery to terrorize Americans. Biden is supposed to be representing all Americans regardless of political affiliation. Calling millions of us extremists and a threat to the country is further dividing our already divided country. Surprised he didn't throw in a hail Satan to bring it all together. All right, know. all right. Wow. I mean, have you listened to this speech yet? I couldn't believe it when I listened to this speech. And today he made a statement in which he contradicted his exact words. I was reading it uh, over at, where was it? Here we go. Uh, he was asked today, do you consider all Trump supporters to be a threat to this country? Joe Biden answers, come on, look, guys, you keep trying to make that case. I don't consider any Trump supporter to be a threat to this country. That's what he said today. But what did he say in the speech last night? He said, quote, the Republican Party today is dominated, driven and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. So is it a threat or is it not a threat? You're basically saying that you have domestic terrorists that are threatening our country and they are called the MAGA Republicans. That's what you said in the speech. And now we're going to run the speech after we pray. We're going to go to our father in heaven. We'll pray the Our Father in Latin. Please join me, and then we'll get into the speech. Oremus, nomine patris, et fidei, spiritus sancti, amen. 
Paternoster, quies in celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, navenia regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, secut in cello et in terra. Panam nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et dimiti nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libra nos amalo. Amen. Nomini Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right. Oh, that was the wrong thing. Here we go. Let's get on to the video. Before I did, I, I right before I went live, by the way, before I went live, I had a bunch of video and media queued up. And within get getting things set and getting ready to go, there are the media right now is deleting things, replacing things, changing headlines, changing this whole narrative. This is a storm right now. And they're trying to do damage control. Here's Hillary Clinton. She chimed in. Let's see what she got to say. Hillary says, The speech of the president gave last night is one of the most important I've seen a president give. We must name the threat our democracy faces, including a MAGA faction that incites violent insurrections and rejects the rule of law in order to overcome it together. Now, all of this, of course, is coordinated. They have decided that they are going to identify MAGA, M-A-G-A, Make America Great Again. Remember the red hats? And they are going to call it the MAGA faction, and they're calling it a threat to America, a threat to democracy, and a threat to society. Again, when Joe Biden was called out on it today, he said, come on, I'm not trying to make that case. But if you read or listen to the text, uh, read the text or listen to the speech, he directly says, I repeat, quote, Joe Biden, the Republican Party today is dominated, driven and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. He is saying it is a threat. There are millions of people who are a threat to our country and they live here. He's not talking about Afghani warriors. He's not talking about China. He's not talking about Nazis or Stalinists somewhere. He's talking about an internal domestic threat. And those are your, what he calls, MAGA Republicans. So let's take a look at the speech. This is a highlight role. I debate whether I should run the whole thing or should I interrupt it along the way? I don't know. There's a power to just letting it run. But if some of this stuff, I might just have to pause it. Okay, so let me queue up here. Here we go and run it. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. So I just want to I want to say here, so it's true. He's not saying that all Republicans are a threat to the country. He's saying MAGA Republicans are a threat to the country. What they're doing is, is they're honing in to the word MAGA, and that is going to now be a domestic terrorist, an extremist group that gets labeled. And if they can identify you with that word, MAGA, did you ever wear a Make America Great Again red cap? Did you ever wear one? Think about it. Did you ever have a bumper sticker on your car that maybe your neighbors saw you had? Or maybe did you have a Make America Great Again sign in your front yard? Well, that's now saying that you're a threat to the nation. Has a president ever identified and demonized a group like this? Here we go. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And so, so here we go. I just want y'all to catch it. It's the Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. They, they are basically canceling the term MAGA. They're going to make it a hate identifier. They're, what they're doing is it's like 
we successfully and rightly identified the word Nazi as extreme evil. What other four-letter word can we get nowadays? I know MAGA. Let's begin the rhetorical push to make it an equivalent to Nazi. MAGA, 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 MAGA. And as you listen, you'll hear him doing this. His speech writers wrote it this way. And Hillary Clinton, as you just saw, got on Twitter and again reaffirmed it. Here we go. Right now, as I speak in state after state, to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. They tried everything last time. I think it's interesting that they're still, all this time later, defending the election. Still the thing. To nullify the votes of 81 million people. This time, they're determined to succeed in thwarting the will of the people. We are not powerless in the face of these threats. We are not bystanders in this ongoing attack on democracy. This Notice an attack on him is an attack on democracy. Is that genuine? When a leader begins to associate their persona with the nation. So if you attack me, you attack the nation. What does that remind you of? Think back to the early 1900s. Go back and check your, your textbooks in history. The nation that respects free and fair elections, we honor the will of the people. We do not deny it. Blind loyalty to a single leader and a willingness to engage in political violence is fatal to democracy. So I want to say this plain and simple. There is no place for political violence in America, period. None, ever. I believe in the give and take of politics, in disagreement, in debate, and dissent. We're a big, complicated country. But democracy endures only if we, the people, respect the guardrails of the republic only if we, the people, accept the results of free and fair elections. Only if we, the people, see politics not as... Just a question. Do you believe the last election was free, just, honest? war but mediation of our differences you can't love your country only when you win the cynics and the critics tell us nothing can get done but they're wrong there is not a single thing america cannot do not a single thing beyond our capacity let's get some energy prices down gas and electricity that'd be a good start do it together the darkness of charlottesville of COVID and and abortion gun violence of insurrection we can see the light. Light is now visible. Light that will guide us forward. The MAGA Republicans believe that for them to succeed, everyone else has to fail. They believe America, not like I believe about America. I believe America is big enough for all of us to succeed. And that is the nation where... So he's saying MAGA Republicans don't believe that everyone can succeed building a nation where no one is left behind. We the idea is MAGA Republicans want people to be left behind. can't afford to have, leave anyone on the sidelines. And that is the nation we're building, a nation where no one is left behind. We can't afford to have, leave anyone on the sidelines. We need everyone to do their part. So speak up, speak out, get engaged, vote, vote, vote. We just need to remember who we are. We are the United States of America, the United States of America. And may God protect our- How does that, how does this speech unite the people? When you straight up say there is a large group of Americans that are a threat to the country, and then you say united, 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 it doesn't work. And may God protect all those who stand watch over our democracy. One of the things that's interesting here is uh let me get is left play. behind we can't afford is kind of this this will to power this strength he's got the red lights 
He's got the podium. And then he's got the Marines standing at guard. I keep asking myself, of course, this evokes sort of a strong militaristic leader. And honestly, as I watch this speech and listen to the commentary, I kind of think, okay, they probably didn't hire Marilyn Manson's set director to create this. What are they thinking? What are they going for? It's pretty much recognized by Democrats and Republicans that Joe Biden is seen to be weak. He's weak. He doesn't get his words right. What can we do to make him rah, rah, rah powerful? Someone thought, okay, let's dim the lights. Let's bring in some, some color, maybe some red light therapy here. What, what, what makes people feel strong, safe? The Marine, Navy SEALs, the Marines. Okay, good. Let's get some Marines with the white gloves on. Everybody just saw Top Gun, so like rah, 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 you know, Navy, Air Force, Marine. I guess Tom Cruise in the movie was Navy, but get some Marines out here. And let's make Biden look like a B.A. Let's make him look tough. And he raises his voice and he really gets after it right about here. Let's watch this part again. If we do it together, the darkness of Charlottesville, of COVID, of gun violence, of insurrection, we can see the light. Light is now visible. Light that will guide us forward. The MAGA Republicans believe that for them to succeed, everyone else has to fail. They believe America is not like I believe about America. I believe America is big enough for I found this part really offensive. All of us to succeed. And that is the nation we're building, the nation where no one is left behind. We can't afford to have, leave anyone on the sidelines. We need everyone to do their part. So speak up, speak out, get engaged, vote, vote, vote. We just need to remember who we are. We are the United States of America, the United States of America. And may God protect our nation. By the way, I don't know if you ever took in a speech course or you studied rhetoric or anything, but usually the pointing of the finger at the audience, rhetoricians generally don't encourage that. It's a very powerful move when you do this. Do, do, do. But it's a very powerful alpha move, but it does make people draw back from you. Just FYI, if you're ever doing public speeches, um, you know who used to do it a lot and they actually coached him to stop doing it? If you look at early speeches, Barack Obama did a lot of the finger point. And if you look at his later speeches, his speech coaches had him bring in the, the, the finger back. So if you look at later Obama, once he gets into the presidency and all that, you'll, you'll see him doing a lot more, almost like a, a cracking, like a whip or like kind of this fist, but not like a punching fist to make his points, which in the school of rhetoric is, is powerful. It's alpha, it's strong, but it's not this. And I thought it was really interesting that he did pull out the pointer finger when he really wanted to make that point at the end. Um, I don't know if he was coached to do that or not, or if it came out. I mean, these guys, if you're a, if you've been a vice president, president, you've gone through some serious coaching. You just, they don't let you just walk up there, start talking. They talk, you have all kinds of consultants who are watching your speeches, giving you feedback. So the fact that he pulled that out from a rhetorical point of view was, was kind of powerful. I don't know with the red background and the Marines, if that was really the way you wanted to go with that. Yeah. Not a fan, not a fan of the whole thing. And I just don't see, by the way, I asked as a, a pre, pre-show poll, did Joe threaten U.S. citizens? I was surprised. It was 100% of you that said yes. 100%. I don't think I've ever run a poll and it was 100%, but it's 100%. 
I don't know what it is now, but um, people who have watched this who say, yeah, make America great again, people who voted for Donald Trump, people who wore a MAGA hat, who had a MAGA sign, who believe that we should be using our natural resources, our tax money to make America great again instead of sending it to places like Afghanistan or basically creating lack of stability in foreign nations by our own policing. Let's instead focus on our own schools, our own borders, our own colleges, our own healthcare, our own universities. Let's make America great again. That was what people were excited about. And to come on and say they're, they're extremists, they're a threat to the country, is not fair. And to take something like happened at the Capitol and then extrapolate that into this sort of universal crime of every single person that wore a MAGA hat is unjust and wrong. And I'm ashamed that he says he's a Catholic. All right, we're going to do a little Q&A here. I'd love to hear some of your, your comments and your commentary. Uh, if you have questions um, for me, I'll, I'll try to answer them. But I'm really kind of interested in your commentary along the way. So if you're watching, you can leave a comment below. If you're watching later, if you're live with me right now, I am live. You can go into the live chat. If you're on a desktop, it's probably on the right of me on the screen. And if you're on a iPad or a phone, it's probably below me right now. You'll see people uh, streaming along. If you do do a question, make sure you use a question mark. That way I see uh, what you're saying. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on... Um, well, let's do it in different ways here. Let's say, what were your thoughts on the rhetorical presentation? So that has to do with the backdrop, the Marines, the red lights, and then sort of his tone, right? Just the, the, the artistic thematic presentation. I want to hear from you on that because I think it's generally everyone's just going to say it's scary. It's scary. And then I also want to hear from you on the point of view of the content of the words. Did you listen to the whole speech? Have you read transcript? And do you think that it is threatening or demonizing to what could be considered almost half of America? All right, here we go. All right, Ricardo says, Biden left our soldiers and Marines to die recently in Afghanistan. That's why I kind of, when he was talking about you know, we don't need violence and all that. I was just thinking like, man, think about all the people who have died because of bad decisions in the last year or so. Uh, it definitely came across my mind. Oh my goodness, you guys are bringing them in quick. quick. <clears throat> all right, here's Maureen. Maureen says he looks like a dictator and they meant for it too. Yeah, I just don't understand how any, I mean, they practice these things, you know, they queue them up. They queued up this whole set. Someone looked through the camera and said, this looks great. You know, was this like a marketing expert who was 25 years old and never took world history circa Stalinist Russia up until Germany in the 1940s? Like, no the person who was doing the the set here was not aware of these associations and connotations. Can you imagine if President Trump stood up on a set like that? Mamma mia. Um, Paul says, it's an intimidation. Joan says on, she says, satanic, communism, hell, that's why Fojo used red. Now, to be fair, it was technically a red, white, and blue. If you see the full, there's blue. At one point, there's white, red, and blue. But in this shot, it's it's there's red in the middle. So it, it seems like they had a white, red, and blue. And then they turned that middle white into a full red. But on all the shots, even, you know, CNN shot, like, look, here's CNN and Hillary. Like, they're using the red. So it's a fail. It's a rhetorical fail. Uh, Mark says he's stirring up hate. No other way to see it. Thank you, Mark, for your comment. 
Joshua, they want civil unrest to disarm us. Copy Gal says this was intentional. This is an interesting here. Uh, MAGA equals the new red scare. So I can see, you know, you're a liberal. You live in uh, a liberal community. I was going to say a place, but every time I say a place, I always get an email from someone saying, hey, don't say that I live here and I'm not that way. You're in a liberal community. You tell your kids now. There used to be these people called Nazis and they were really bad and they went around killing people. Nowadays, there's these people called MAGA. Ma Daddy, what's MAGA? MAGA are people who want to hurt you. They're racist. They're mean. They like to put people in jail, hurt little kids. So if anyone's MAGA or, you know, there's an adult who's MAGA, you got to stay away from that person. Yes. Yeah, so MAGA equals red. Scare. Frank says our president is extremely magophobic. Yes, I think I think the take home here is uh, they have been using events to demonize, and now they have finally, as a group, settled on the tag, on the label, and the label is that four letter. It's the MAGA. I mean, that's really the point. If you if you listen to the speech, he wanted everyone in America to know. If you are MAGA, if you make America great again, red hat, any of that, which in a way was like Donald Trump's like marketing genius, right? He made a tagline. So it wasn't like Trump, Trump, Trump. It was MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. He created a idea. He created a meme, make America great again, which was then associated with his campaign. That major success that he had is now being demonized and it's funny like you know it should be over it should be in the past it should be gone but joe biden and the democrats are still living in it as they come up on the midterms the ghost of trump still haunts them let's see here Raymond says, I can't wait for how to see how these next election go. This is a good, good one here from Renee. She says, the Dems are terrified that a number of their loyal Hispanic and black supporters are exiting the party in droves. And that, especially here in Texas, Hispanics in certain regions, certain counties are tending red, are tending Republican. And I think they are perhaps concerned about that. This is a good observation from Grace, one of Saul one of Solinsky's playbook, use all means necessary to reach an end. And you'll remember one of the things Saul Olinsky said was, uh, how do you say it? Identify and freeze the target. That's a Solinsky principle. Identify and freeze the target. And that's what they've done here. They've said, okay, how can we, what is a meme that we can use to label and demonize and dehumanize all of our enemies. And they said, let's just use the label that Trump used and flip it. They identified and froze the target. Straight up Solvinsky. Great observation, Grace. Very good. Michael says, Brandon, that's Joe Biden, is the world's greatest Catholic, according to Bergoglio and the MSM. They just say he's devout over and over and over and over. Here's a uh, Catholic question. Do you think Archbishop Vigano predicted this division in a spiritual way in his letter to Trump? Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if he predicted it like a prophet, but I think we all saw this coming. We all knew that if Trump didn't win, that this divide in America would continue to widen, which obviously Joe Biden is pushing. Shorty Lowe says it's a satanic scene, scary. Yeah. I mean, even people who aren't MAGA and I got disconnected and we're back. I hope we weren't dis disconnected for a reason. I might think we were disconnected. Uh, here's Randall. 
Biden going with the fascist look, literally don't recognize the location. Yeah, that's Independence Hall behind him. You don't recognize it. That's okay. I don't recognize this country. Sad. Very sad. St. Mary Paul says, In Jesus' name, may every tactic they devise to cause fear and compliance in America serve to wake up America instead. This is a good point, St. Mary Paul. One of the things that I've been considering is with everything going on in the Catholic Church, I'm a Catholic in case you're just joining us. I talk a lot about Catholicism. Everything going on, not only in America, but Western world governments. It has woken up a lot of people, even people in the mainstream. I'm thinking of, uh, of course, Joe, uh, uh, Joe Rogan. I mean, he's not conservative by any means, but he is more and more and more critical of what's going on in our country from healthcare, politics, education, freedom. And who's the other guy who has the accent? He's got a podcast. It's really popular. I'm, I'm ashamed. I can't remember his name. He used to be married to Katy Perry. Who's that guy? Uh, Russell, Russell Brand. Is it Russell Brand? Russell. Help me out. Help Taylor Marshall out here. He also has become, you know, he was a sort of I always kind of thought of him as sort of like leftist, go with the flow, kind of hippie dude. He's also come out, I've seen some of his stuff, much more critical, much more of a classical, more conservative read on the culture. Especially when we look at like healthcare, things like that. Yeah, Russell Brand, thank you. Thank you. That's one thing about doing live YouTube and live podcasts. You don't always have everything at the tip of your tongue like you expect. But I will say this too. I've been doing podcasts for about 10 years now. The first 500 shows or so, I did pre-recorded. And when I made mistakes like that, I would go back in, splice it out, say the word, word Russell Brand, and I would sound really smart and never make a mistake. When I started going live, I realized this is just... Probably, guys probably don't even care, but I'll just share it. When you go live, you actually have to prepare your thoughts in advance and have all your things in front of you. You get busted sometimes. Like you can't remember Russell Brand or the book you were going to have is suddenly not there or the screen thing you're going to pull up on the screen suddenly is not in the folder where you thought it was. But you do have to prepare your mind a little bit more because you know you can't go back and, and slice and dice. Um, yeah, Elizabeth confirms Russell Brand had really turned around to center right. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, to see how the left turned against him as he made his move. Same thing with Joe Biden. All these California leftists, he thought he was so cool, smoking weed, taking JC in vain all the time. All of a sudden, when he started questioning some of the Hollywood narrative, the Washington, D.C. narrative, the billionaire net narrative, the medical narrative, the pharmaceutical narrative, all of a sudden, they turned on him like dogs. All right, for those of you just joining, we already looked at the speech and had some comments. We're just doing some Q&A right now. Uh, Justin says, yeah, uh, Bill Maher is borderline conservative these days. Mm, definitely more than he used to. Definitely more than he used to, for sure. Uh, moderators, we got some nasty people in the bots. We need you to moderate that and block and delete those people. Thank you so much. Shout out to Will, Joey, and Dan who do the moderating. Hopefully you guys are here and can start shutting that filth out. Yeah, everybody's kind of agreeing on Russell Brand. And I think this, I think we're going to see more of this. I mean, like I said, where did I see this first today? Joe Rogan. I, I saw it. I said, you know, because I see all kinds of Photoshop stuff all the time on Twitter. I'm not really on Facebook, but Twitter and Instagram. Like, oh, man, that's weird. And then I thought, was that real? And then I started searching about the speech last night. Oh, oh, that's for real. They did that. 
they did the reigning blood uh, satanic backdrop kind of thing. Like, this is not a Slayer album. This is uh, Joe Biden. Weird. This is uh, Crypto NYC. It's not even about left or right. Anyone with the ability to think for themselves wouldn't agree with our tyrannical government. And I think that's the take home here. We're dealing more and more with tyranny. Where they say you have to stay in your house, wear this on your face, close down your business, get this injected inside of you if you want to have your job, stay in the military, whatever. All these choices that are being made at the federal government being pushed and pushed and pushed, shoved down our throats. Paul. I thought Biden and Pelosi were Catholics. Paul, watch my YouTube channel, buddy. Whew. I've got a thing or two to say about that. Here's a good one right here from Joel. I think any person who supports the killing of unborn children opens themselves up to demonic oppression. Joel, ditto. I agree with that. I, dear, I, I agree with that. Here's one from Sharon. Sharon says, I'm 79. I couldn't believe what I witnessed with the president of the United States. I'm appalled. Here is beautiful Bethany. Between midterms and next presidential elections, watch Americans what this swamp cabal will do. I'm worried. I am worried about the fairness of elections. Let me just say that. Can we say that? I'm worried about the fairness of elections. I'm worried about, I mean, we saw Zuckerberg say that they obeyed political directives on censoring material about Hunter Biden and who knows what else on Facebook. Facebook is a rigged game. There have been articles written about how the success of Barack, I mean, we're going way back now, of Barack's political campaign was really the first time that social media, and in particular at that time, Facebook was harnessed for Barack Obama to bring information, advertisements, awareness into the phones and into the homes of people. A whole different approach to voting. Catholic Crusader says Biden is a puppet of the unrevealed Antichrist. So is Trudeau and Macron. We need to realize that there are in the Bible, there's the Antichrist, capital A, and there are many lowercase Antichrists. I talk about all of this in my forthcoming book, Antichrist and Apocalypse, which is finished. And uh, there's a hiccup on the hardcover. I think I mentioned that earlier this week. So we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. I check my email every day. Is it ready? Is it ready? And it's not. But uh, we will be getting there. And if you're on the launch team, don't worry. Uh, you will, we'll be talking to you, but. I do talk about the Antichrist. And remember, the Antichrist, I'll just give you a little sneak peek of the book. The Antichrist is, is loved by the entire world. All right, he's not a controversial figure. He will have unanimous consent by the world. Now, of course, the true Christians, those who truly love Christ, who don't take the mark of the beast, and I explain what mark of the beast means based on the Old Testament, they won't. But in general, it won't be a controversy. He will have full reign of the entire world. That's promised by St. Paul, by Christ, and by the book of the Apocalypse, the book of Revelation. I'll be talking more about that in the months to come because the book will be coming out. All right, let's do some more questions here. Yes, Ava Angel says, let Mother Mary use your daily rosary where she decides to. This is a great time for me to say, even though we're not at the end, 
pray the rosary every day or not on the team, pray the rosary. Your rosary is the battering ram against the kingdom of Satan. It is the Bible on beads. It is the new covenant in your hands to pray, to meditate on the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Through the means by which God the Father chose to reveal Jesus to the world, what was the means that God the Father chose to reveal Jesus the Son of the world? It was the Jewish young lady named Mary. God the Son literally entered into time-space history through Mary. This is a Catholic principle. It is a biblical principle. Pray your rosary every day. Are you not on the team? Abba Angel, thank you for reminding us. Let's see. Looking at comments here. Yeah, David says, what we're seeing is a worldwide takeover, and I fear that may be the case. Jones says, if Donald Trump's VP can certify, throw down the gavel, a faux non-elected president, the deep state is deeper than y'all will ever know. I don't know about all that. Um, oh, oh, I see what she's saying. She's talking about her old v, his old VP, not a future VP. I understand now, Joan. Uh, the channel said it was like an H-word speech. Rosary is their enemy. I agree. Pray your rosary every day. Here's a good question from Guillermo Marciano. Can Christians and anti-Christians live together in society? Based on the past 2,000 years? No. No. Because the anti-Christians always end up killing the Christians. That's the problem. That's the problem. All right, we're going to do a few more here. And uh, we'll sign out. People, okay, I want to thank our moderators for getting rid of the inappropriate, immodest, disgusting text. Looks like you guys got rid of that. Everybody say thank you to our moderators. They did a great job. They jumped right on it. That's Dan, Will, and Joey. Good job. Uh, Just Jackie Healy says, amen, praying four day uh, rosaries a day. Uh, this person is like a Navy SEAL in God's army. They have four rosaries a day. It's just incredible. It's just incredible. Uh, Get Real says, do not pray to Mary. And as a Catholic, I just want to tell you that we live in a communion of saints. And the epistle of Hebrews says that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Is that true or is it false? The Bible says it is true. Therefore, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. St. Paul also says for us to pray for one another. So when a Christian dies, they're in heaven with Jesus. They continue to pray with us as a cloud of witnesses and for us. So when we Catholics ask Mary to pray for us, which we do every single day, it's just like me asking my mom to pray for me, my dad to pray for me, my wife to pray for me, my neighbor to pray for me, or my pastor to pray for me. There is no sin in it. In fact, it is very powerful. Protestants often talk about having prayer chains where, you know, someone gets hit by a car and they all get on the phone and say, pray for John, pray for John, hit by a car, prayer chain, prayer chain, prayer chain. Why are they doing that? They don't think Jesus is enough? No, they believe that when you get people together who love Jesus to pray, 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 it moves the heart of God. We Catholics believe the same thing. We just believe the prayer chain goes up, up and out. So Protestants getting on here and saying, don't pray to Mary or whatever, you guys don't get it. You need to go read your Bibles, read the New Testament, and realize that we have communion with the saints in heaven. Remember when Elijah and Moses appeared with Jesus? They were dead. Well, they're not actually dead. Uh, well, Moses, yes, Elijah assumed in heaven. It's getting a little complicated. But they're not here on earth with, with us anymore, and yet they still have communication with us. Read Revelation chapter 5, verse 8. You'll see that the 24 elders in heaven are helping with their incense and the angels 
are presenting the prayers of people on earth to Jesus, the Lamb of God. They are submediating our prayers to Jesus. That's in the Bible once again. So Catholics are doing it the right way. We're doing it the biblical way. Protestants are the one that have that misunderstood. I'm sorry, get real, but please get real. Read the Bible. All right, let's do two more questions. And uh, I like this one right here. Parzival says, Holy Rosary is a machine gun. Yes, I like better battering ram. Colleen Sanders comes in with a super chat. Let's see what she's got to say. Thank you for the $5 super chat, Colin. Six years in the army just so the POTUS could call me an enemy of democracy for voting wrong. Makes a guy wonder if he wasted his time. Colin, you didn't waste your time. Thank you for serving our country. We just have a man saying tyrannous things who, when you look at his family, you look at Hunter, you look at everything that's gone on, you realize that he's just not in control. This is a man who's drowning. He's a puppet. He's trying to hold on. He's just saying what other people told him to say. So, I don't, don't despair, Colin. Uh, we thank you for your service, but we're sad that the commander-in-chief is, uh, is saying these things. All right, one more question or comment. Uh, let's see. Here's just a good comment. The Bible is a Catholic book, dear Protestant brother. That's right. All Protestants got their Bible from the Catholic Church. T4T, Joe Biden speaking from the pulpit of Satan. St. Michael, defend us in battle. Yes. I love everybody telling Colin thanks for his service. Very good. Oh, this is okay. I'm going to go off the deep end here. Joe says we are enemies of democracy. Democracy is cringe. <laughs> more and more young people are saying this, by the way. I don't know how old you are, Joe. Joe, how, how old are you? Let us know in the live chat. Uh, I think this is a moment for disciples of Jesus Christ to ask themselves, is the best way to decide law civil structure, authority, is the best way to do it through the American democracy. There's a lot of good in it. We've been very blessed in many ways. But it's frustrating when you think about, so I'm a guy, I'm a dad with a webcam, I'm talking to you right now. We have eight kids. Um, we work very hard. You know, I've written 11 books. I've made thousands of videos. Uh, I think this is podcast number, what is this? 800 something? Seven, I don't know where we're at. A lot. I'm invested in this country. I donate to charities. I'm involved with schools, all that. And then you think an 18-year-old high school student, who I'm sure could be very good and noble, but has very little experience, hasn't paid any taxes, uh, is not invested in the same way that I am, cancels out my vote. My one contribution, besides all the taxes we pay, is my vote. My vote. And my one political voice can be canceled out by an 18-year-old that's frustrating. It's frustrating. Now, traditionally, almost every single Christian society, I say almost, not all, almost every Christian society has been a monarchy or some form of a monarchy. And uh, there's a reason for that. Um, you've got the Christian kings of France and Spain and Portugal and England and Scotland and Poland and on and on and on. You have some exceptions. In Italy, there's some republics and things like that. You've got the Holy Roman Empire. So I think we need to, 
And it's not a crazy thing to ask. I mean, if you were living in the 1700s, let's say under the, the reign of Louis XIV, Sun King, and said, do you think there ever be people who go back to the, like ancient Roman Republic and try to like rebuild that? Or like, what if in the new world, like over there in North America, what if they tried to take like ancient Roman Republic ideals and like create a whole continental government on it? People would be like, that's stupid. That's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> so, you know, maybe we need to rethink. Um, one last thing here, Imperium Magistrate, the Holy Roman Empire was a monarchy. It's true, but it was also an elected monarchy. There were electors, imperial electors, which is kind of an interesting thing when you think about it. And, and three of those electors were bishops. Interesting, right? Okay. Well, thanks everybody for watching. Pray your rosary every single day. Special thanks to all the Patreon supporters who support this channel at patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. There are various levels in there and I, depending on your level of support as a patron, I send you merch, signed books, etc. If you want to see those different levels, what I offer is thank yous and how you can help me go to patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. Today, I had a question from one of the patrons. He said, my teacher is telling my 11-year-old that Adam and Eve aren't real. That's not really, in a Catholic school, they're not real persons. It's a myth. Um, is that Catholic teaching? Can you give me some help? So I talked about how the church fathers, all the church fathers, 100%, say that Adam and Eve are real. And I even gave him the quotation from Pope Pius Twelfth recently talking about how we must believe Adam and Eve are real. So these are kind of some of the things that we do, that I do over at Patreon to help y'all out. I appreciate your support. Thank you to all my patrons. And if you want to become one of my patrons and get cool stuff, for example, I've already released the first three chapters of Antichrist and Apocalypse. You can go read it right now. Free sample of the first three chapters of Antichrist and Apocalypse. If you don't want to wait, that's available to all of my Patreon patrons, go to patreon.com forward slash DR Table Marshall, and I appreciate you. All right. Thanks for watching, everyone. Uh, pray your rosary, read your Bible every day, stay close to Jesus Christ. Don't be discouraged by politics. Instead, be encouraged by the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who said, you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and Godspeed. Have a great weekend.